first of all, I had, I had a lot of help. That's why I'm back where I'm at now. And that's why I'm kind of proven, like I'm driven to speak and share my story because maybe you don't have the help that I had. And maybe that's why you're not able to get back to where I'm at now. But like, if I can tell you, hey man, don't go right here, go right around the corner. That's a trap. That's a trick. It's a honeypot. Avoid that. The way this talk was birthed was out of me speaking to my former outpatient group, the Wolfson Rehab Center, shout out Wolfson, uh, which is now in Roehampton in London. I would give talks to outpatients there maybe once a quarter for new outpatient groups to kind of show them how they can navigate back from the world in the hospital to real life, because that's a difficult transition to make when you've been in the hospital for a few months and then you're going back to living on your own and responsible for your own grocery shopping and going to work if you got a job to go back to and just, you know, life's very regimented in the hospital. It's quite a difficult transition. So I birthed this talk after talking to them. Fear stops us from achieving our true greatness. Are you a professional woman who is feeling stuck, unmotivated or burned out? Are you worried about your wellness? Are you letting fear stop you from crushing your goals? If you answered yes to any or all of these, then this is the podcast for you. Dr. Charmaine Gregory, Night Shift Emergency Physician, Burnout Thriver and Wellness Champion, along with everyday heroes just like you, will explore how to face fear in our lives and emerge victoriously. Dr. Gregory here. Did you know that I'm on YouTube as well? You can find me at Charmaine Gregory MD. See you there. Here. Hello, 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 Fearless Freedom Tribe. This is Dr. G, and we are back for another exciting episode of the Fearless Freedom with Dr. G podcast. And today we have none other than Daniel McQueen. And Dan, you have got to tell everybody about yourself and what you are up to. Thank you so much for having me on the podcast. I'd love to. So my name is Dan McQueen. I'm a motivational speaker based in Vancouver, BC. Uh, now, why am I a motivational speaker? Well, let me back it up a little bit. Let me back it up a little bit for you. Uh, so back in 2014, I was living in London, England, jolly old. I started having these headaches that were horrible, and they got worse over a few weeks. I was taking painkillers like candy for them as my head was pounding. I got to the point where I was on the tube one day, picking up a microwave from my friend's flat in, in Northern Hill. My vision went black. I couldn't see anything. I knew something was wrong, and I went to A&E, which is accident and emergency, twice. They thought it was vertigo, and they sent me home, but they told me if the headaches were to continue, I'd get my eyes checked at an optometrist. I was in the middle of an exam when the optometrist stopped it. He handed me a sealed envelope and he told me to go directly to Moorfields Hospital, which I did, sort of. I stopped at home first to grab a Jack Reacher book by Lee Child and a bite to eat and a phone charger as I figured I'd be in for a bit of a wait. They ran the same test that escalated me to Charing Cross Hospital. It turns out I had a dangerous buildup of pressure in my brain caused from a non-cancerous cyst. Turns out I needed emergency brain surgery. Turns out my world was about to change forever. My mom was on the, in the plane flying to London when I was on the operating table. Something went wrong and I had a massive bleed in the brain, a brain hemorrhage. I was in a coma for four weeks, but was in and out of consciousness for months after that. Things were dicey, touch and go. When I was in a coma, they had to use ice blankets above and below me to keep my core temperature down below 40 degrees. Otherwise, it'd be brain damage. 
the brain damage and broken part of the brain that regulates this sort of thing. Alarms constantly went off as blood pressure spiked, heart rate too high. This was endearing for my family to watch and really difficult for them to stomach. When all was said and done, I was learning how to walk, talk, and smile again. Uh, I've had to uh, kind of build myself back up, back to work. And it's been it's been an adventure, let's say that much, doctor. Oh my, that is quite the adventure and welcome back. Because that sounds like quite a journey to return. Yeah, and so, oh, yeah, absolutely. And then I i mean, you talk about, you know, your family's perspective of them looking in and seeing you in this situation and feeling, I'm sure they probably felt helpless in a lot of ways. Um, how do you remember if you had, if what you were feeling like, was there fear involved in that whole experience? Yeah. So I, I, the last text message I sent my mom, we've got this actually, I use this in my presentation that I show when I give my talk, but it's see you soon, mom. I think I'll have a new haircut next time I see you. And wow. I sent that as my last text message because I figured this could be the last thing I write. Let's not have it be of some whimpering punk, but let's go with a bit of pizzazz and a bit of, bit of oomph. Mm-hmm. But that's, mm-hmm. you know, hiding a lot of insecurity and fear. And, and I was quite afraid of the stage, right? Like I'm going for brain surgery. Yes, it's a big for, deal. For an appointment. Like this, this, this pivoted on me like 180 degrees in a matter of a few hours. And I'm like, wow. more like, yeah, I was terrified, but I didn't want to let that show in terms of my text message. And I, I kind of stiff up to lift it a little bit and. Yeah, I was definitely afraid, but what what good is it going to do? Like, I'm going to face this anyway, so why why whimper into this? Let's go in and face it full on, you know, once more into the breach or sort of thing. Nice, nice. That's that's very, that's incredible because, you know, when we are faced with difficult situations like that as humans, you know, we don't always have that perspective. We don't always think of it the way that you did. And so, you know, it makes me wonder if, you know, you've had situations previous to this where you've had to face fear in a bold way like that. Have you? Uh, I mean, not to this extent, but I think I've always been someone who kind of enjoyed facing things head on and kind of diving into things and kind of proving people wrong. And you don't think I can do this? Okay, watch me. I still got that bug big time. Like that's a big part of my motivation now. And it's, I'm stubborn too. Like I'm stubborn as a mother. And that probably got me through the situation, to be honest, like being stubborn, like, oh, I can't walk. Well, I guess I'm going to become a walker again. So that's going to have to be something I overcome. And I, I'm i going to do this. And oh, I don't think I can do, you don't think I can do this? Oh, I can't do this. Okay, cool. So I'm going to show you that I can do this. So that motivation of like proving people wrong is a big part of my vibe. And that's how I got from zero to one is what I call that off the ground, off the mat. Right. Now that's transitioned and now more of service. One to 10 is kind of service, meaning how I scale and grow and sustain my motivations more of service and helping you, helping a friend up. But the initial get off the mat is, hey, man, you don't think I can do this? The way the nurse got me talking again after the coma. Right. But a tracheotomy taken out. Right. And I couldn't talk for a few weeks. They told me, Told my folks, oh, he don't, he's not going to be a talker again. His, his vocal cords are chewed up from the from the tracheotomy. He can't talk anymore. 
So the nurse took me down to a park and she would sit me in front of these kids across the park and she goes, Dan, they don't think you're good enough to talk, Dan. You're not good enough to talk, they don't think. And so I just, she just found out what motivated me and I just uh, yelled some obscenities across the park and I found my voice, so to speak, right? But it's like understanding what motivates you and kind of diving into that. And there's no right or wrong with this. Like we're going a bit off tangent here, but like you got to find what motivates you and just kind of dive into that because that proving people wrong was a huge part of my vibe initially. And now it's transitioned to more helping people, but like initially it was proving you wrong. Um, in terms of being being brave before this, I kind of always enjoyed high risk things, I guess, to some degree. Like I was a big ski racer. Uh, oh, wow. Like, really? Uh, <laughs> well, you're in the right place for that. BC is like got some beautiful slopes there. <laughs> got some great slopes here, right? So like, it's, it's like, I like those high risk, high reward, high tactile, like big consequences if you kind of screw up vibes. And I, I kind of thrive off that. If that makes sense. Speaking now. It's got big, big stakes. Like there's big, if I screw up, there's big, there's big failures here. Like it's my, my validation as a human being. And, and if I screw that up, it's like, oh, I'm not good enough as a human being. And it's quite, quite scary in that respect. But like the best way to, to address this is to go into it and the face of fear, if that makes sense. It's a long-winded way of answering your question there, doctor. No, no, that's great. Because um, you had some really great pearls in there. I think will be very helpful to those that are listening. So thank you for that. And, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, though, because it sounds like you have been kind of facing fear your entire life, right? Because you're like, you're, you, you're, you face them, you face your fears motivated by the fact that, you know, you don't want to, you want to prove, prove those that naysayers essentially wrong, you know? So that's, you know, that's a great motivator. It's, it's excellent. And um, looks like it has served you quite well. So uh, that's that's awesome. And so tell us, how did you, uh, so, you know, this, this incredible story, the, in me, the in recovery, which I know had to be a very long road, um, you know, getting back all the things that you uh, had to relearn, you know, things that we learned as a child, you know, having to learn those again, simple things like walking, talking, et cetera. And then, so tell us how you were able to get on the stage from there. Like, how did that happen? Yeah, it's a great question, doctor. Thank you. It's, um, first of all, I had, I had a lot of help. That's why I'm back from it now. And that's why I'm kind of proven, like I'm driven to speak and share my story because maybe you don't have the help that I had. And maybe that's why you're not able to get back to I'm at now. But like, if I can tell you, Hey man, don't go right here, go right around the corner. That's a trap. That's a trick. It's a honeypot. Avoid that. The way this talk was birthed was out of me speaking to my former outpatient group, the Wolfson Rehab Center, shout out Wolfson, uh, which is now in Roehampton in London. I would give talks to outpatients there maybe once a quarter for new outpatient groups to kind of show them how they can navigate back from the world in the hospital to real life, because that's a difficult transition to make when you've been in the hospital for a few months and then you're going back to living on your own and responsible for your own grocery shopping and going to work if you got a job to go back to and just, you know, life's very regimented in the hospital. It's quite a difficult transition. So I birthed this talk after talking to them, probably given it maybe six, seven times for them. And then I've gave the talk last year at my company, uh, Hootsuite. And the feedback I got from this talk was so profound, so 
like it, it really struck a chord with a lot of people. I'm like, well, this is something pretty important. I should do this. Last autumn, I got let go from my job after a restructuring of my company. So 400 people got let go from Hootsuite. And I said, you know what? Like, I feel the call to, to, to kind of speak and to share my story because there's something in this story. I can see from the reaction and the comments I got. Like, Thanks, Dan. This talk really helped me. I was going through a difficult time, but like you showed me a way through this and you know, told me it's not fair, but you know, it's my responsibility to get back at things and now make my bed now. And that kind of drove me to do my my talk and my in my speaking. And um I haven't really looked back since I'm kind of chasing this down. I spoke at a high school last week. Awesome. Um, and a few remote opportunities and a few in-person opportunities the past couple of months. So it's been quite interesting to do, but it's very much uh, a baby right now. And I'm kind of nurturing this and trying to get this going as my full-time gig, which is very frustrating because it's one step forward, three steps back, three steps forward, one step back. And it's very arduous and stressful, but it's, it's the right choice. Like it's easy to go right. It just happens to be straight uphill right now, which is a bit frustrating at times. Wow. Yeah, no, that, that's... Uh... That is another testament of you facing uh, facing a difficulty and still pressing on. So definitely very encouraging to hear that. And so um, where do you, what, what are your, so if you had no, no limitations on this, what do you think or where do you see this going? Sorry, I missed the first part of the question. If, if you have no, no limitations on this, you know, on your speaking, where do you see it going? Where do I see it going? Um, in five years time, I'm speaking full time. Um, my podcast will start back up again. I want to get that rolling again. I'll be clearing big figures, speaking in front of big organizations and associations. Uh, my goal is to have a TEDx talk done this year. Nice. Really next year is what I'm looking at for angling, but like it's, it's, that's a big part of my vibe is the TEDx part because I love those talks and they've helped inspire me to get back off the mat. And I hope that I can maybe do that for someone else watching a story and be like, Hey, this guy did it. Why can't I? Like, I'm no better than, than you or anyone else. Like, I'm not trying to say I'm better than you. I'm just trying to say, Hey man, this was my hand and I did this. Like, why can't you? And that's not fair to say because some people with the brain injury, like they can't come back because that's just the nature of the brain injury. Like the card they got dealt right. is, is, too debilitating they can't do that but for the vast majority of people they can and i'm trying to tell you hey man chop wood carry water trust the process get back to work like get put your hands on stuff and like get to work and that's what i want to do and it's 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 a passion of mine i'm, I'm very passionate to share this message because i had a lot of help to get back from that today and if you if i can help you up then i want to do that for you but in five years time i'd like to be you know comfortable with my speaking full-time done a TEDx talk and be a podcast host full-time as well which is pretty cool so that's the game plan the roadmap how I get there is uh another thing but it's um something I'm chasing down every day and I'm very intentional with this very focused on what I want to do and I'm, I'm just every day I'm kind of getting up going to work chop wood carry water let's go nice nice I have no doubt that you will get all of those things so no that's great and it's a it's a great way to look at it um you know as you put it chopping wood and carrying water i love that <laughs> the yeah, compound effect like, uh, that's what i used to like the trust the process so like it's a way of saying like don't worry about the outcome just worry about the process like wake up every day with intention go to the gym 
make my bed, uh, cold shower, meditate, you know, eat clean. And just like the, pro like the process, like put the work in, do the emails, go to my podcast matches and address those and, you know, reach out to YouTube comments and try to build community there. And just, just like the process of getting to work, right? Like don't waffle, don't waver. Like I know what I want to do and I'm chasing this down with everything I've got. So I'm doing that. Nice. Nice. That's great. Hey, it's Dr. G. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank you for listening to this episode. I'm so honored to have you here with me. Did you know that I can help you to get your own podcast started? With my podcasting launch course for professionals, I walk you through everything you need to know about starting a podcast. I'm with you every step of the way from sign up to launching your show with five episodes ready to go. There's a done for you version that's also available. If you would just rather just do recordings and leave the behind the scenes work up to us, then that one is definitely for you. But either way, we've got your back here at Fearless Freedom with Dr. G. Oh, if you already have a show and you need production services, we have monthly plans available for you. So check out the links in the episode show notes for more information. Let's get back to the show. And so you mentioned that um, you were with Hootsuite. What capacity were you? Yeah, so I was at Hootsuite for nine years. Uh, I worked in support first and I moved into professional services. So I helped in clients, what's called a launch specialist. Okay. Uh, so part of the, when they, when they sign a contract with Hootsuite, they get an account manager and a launch specialist where they pay for services. So I would help set up their account, help train the client and teach them how to use the platform. Okay. So lots of fun interaction with different clients. Like I work with a whole bunch of variety of clients in Europe, Middle East, and Africa, which was a was a mind opening experience for me to understand how to work with different clients from all the way from Italy to to Saudi Arabia to South Africa to the like different areas in Africa. It was it was wild experience. Really interesting to see and very very dynamic and interesting workplace. And this happened was at work and Hootsie was so accommodating when I came back to work that they were so great to me. I started two days a week and, you know, I was reading emails and I couldn't keep my focus for any left period of time working for like half days. And then I ramped up to four days at the end, but wrong side of a spreadsheet. So I got let go of this past uh, autumn and, you know, I've been chasing down this dream of, of being a speaker now, but what a, what a gift it was to this job then because I knew what I wanted to do. Yeah. Like give myself yeah. an afternoon, go for, for a margarita or two or three, four, you know, lick my wounds, nine and a half years, right? A long time to get a job. Yeah. But you yeah. Know what? I decided then and there that lunch, like, damn, this is like, you got air cover here to become a speaker now. Like you got let go from this job. You got, you know, severance. You can be on EI for a little bit. Like let's chase down right. the speaking opportunity, man. This is the yeah. chance to go. Like, let's go. And like, it wasn't, I wasn't totally over it in, in an afternoon, let's be honest, but sure, right. That would only be natural. Like, you know, tomorrow I'm going to be a motivational speaker. Like I need a computer, go down to the store, pick up a new computer, which I'm talking to you on right now. Um, and just, just getting to work. Like, it's like, it couldn't be more clear. Mm -hmm. It's not easy, but it's simple to know what I want to do. Like, I know that I want to do this. 
Now this just happens to be straight uphill right now. So it's like, I'm, I'm just slowly plodding my way up the hill and sliding back a few feet and it's a grind, but it's, it's a grind that I'm willing to do because I'm, I want to do this. It's, it's the right nice. way for me. Nice. Nice. Not as great. That's great. No, that's um, another set of pearls. So thank you. <laughs> um, because you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. Well, this is something my, my mom would always say, and um, it, it it does become very, very practical when you have it actually happen to you. So, you know, she'd always say, you know what, don't worry about the doors closing because you know what, there's always going to be another one that's going to open up and, you know, and, and everything really does happen for a reason because, you know, you may not have taken the plunge and pursued this had you not oh. been, you know, um, you had you not been, um, given, you know, like a, a, a layoff from your job, you know, because most times, and, I, and this may not be true for you, but most times we don't, we don't go after the things that we really want to because of practicality, right? We're like, ah, oh, well, you know, this is not really a time. I don't really have everything to dedicate to it, et cetera, et cetera. But when we are pressed, our backs up against the wall, then it's like, you know what, what do I have to lose? I have nothing to lose. And let's just do this. Yeah, no, I agree with you 100% there. Like, it's, it's not something I would have dove into 100%. Like, I, I luckily had shot a demo before I got let go from Hootsuite. So I had that footage in the, in the like, banked already, thankfully. But I got that edited during this time off. And a friend of mine did that. A friend of mine shot the video. A friend of mine edited the video. Like, I got friends that are very talented. And the demo I've got made now is pretty, pretty banging. Like it does a very good job ex expressing my viewpoints and my humor and my understated style. I try to come across with a bit, you know, bit of a dark sense of humor, a bit twisted, a bit fun and light. But it's, um, I wouldn't have the guts to leave my job and try this on my own for sure. So this, this losing my job was, was actually really good, like a blessing. And that's, I don't mean to sound too light about that, but like it, it's something that I wouldn't have done on my own if it makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's great. It's a great story. And so um, you have to tell us uh, what, so besides the, uh, besides focusing on the goal, which you are very, very intentional about, which is awesome. Uh, a lot of times, when we are going for something, we can get really sidetracked by, they call them, I guess, the shiny objects. <laughs> you kind of yeah. get, you know, uh, so that is, uh, that's very remarkable that you're able to do that. Is there anything that besides the motivation towards the goal, is there anything that you em employ that allows for you to stay on the course and to stay encouraged? Yeah, that's tough because there's definitely a lot of shiny objects in the space. And I'm like, I should do this. I should do that. And I kind of, you know, I, initially I was kind of drawn to these a little bit, but now I'm like, no, I know what I need to do. The game plan right now is to wait for my website to get done, which should be done hopefully next week. Once that goes live, I can promote my demo reel on, on LinkedIn, maybe put some spin behind it on YouTube and try and convert those interests into, into spin gigs. That's the way forward. That's the plan. There's no other way to do this. I can't get distracted, but how I stay focused is trust, chop wood, carry water. Like I get back in that plan, like wake up early, go to the gym, cold shower, meditate. Like I just trust the process and get back to that work because you can be so distracted by these things and they're not really serving you. 
that makes sense. And they're quite there to distract you. And I maintained the same schedule I had when I was at work. So I worked four days a week when I was at work at Hootsuite. And I do the same with my speaking role now. Chase down leads and, and phone calls for four days a week. And then tomorrow on my day off, I'll go for a swim, go for breakfast, uh, go for sauna, steam, like kind of refresh and replenish myself and just trust the process and get back to that. And that's kind of keeps me on the straight and narrow and keeps me from veering too far up the path, if that makes sense. But there are shiny objects and they are tempting at times, but I'm trying to limit those as best I can. I don't know if I'm being the best at it, but I've been okay so far. So we'll see how it goes. Awesome. 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 Fantastic. And so Dan, we are at the point in the show where we do our fill in the blank tradition. Are you ready for that? Oh yeah. So, okay, sure. Let's go for that. Okay. All right. Here we go. If I am fearless, I will. Go for it. Awesome. Awesome. The next one is to me, fearless freedom means. So it means play loose, look tight. And I'll explain what that means to you in just a second, if you don't mind. Go right ahead. Okay. So I've got a podcast. My podcast is on hold right now. It's called play loose, look tight. And play loose, look tight. What does this mean? I'm so glad you asked. Uh, it's a mantra to live life, play loose, look tight. So you want to have fun and, and, and a joie de vivre and just enjoy life, play loose. Conversely, you want to look tight. So I want to be intentional in my time, my dress, my appearance, show up on purpose and be prepared. So it's the yin and the yang of my vibe here is play loose, look tight. So whenever I'm worried about what you're going to do, I'm like, well, you want to play loose, look tight. And so that's kind of a life mantra to live by and it's kind of sneaks into my everyday life if that makes sense so that's kind of a cheap way to answer your question but i'll say play this with tight okay all right cool so now i'm curious this is what your answer is going to be here my battle cry is oh, crap i'll use my battle cry <laughs> last time i'd say yippee ki -yay. awesome <laughs> great <laughs> oh man that's fantastic <laughs> yippee-ki-yay baby so yippee -ki -yay. Like, it's, it's lighthearted, understated yes intentional all the fun things with play those tight right that's kind of what i'm trying to accomplish with my vibe so that's something that's something for you yes i like it i like it a lot Thank you so much for spending time with us. And uh, we really appreciate all the pearls you dropped on the show today. And we definitely are very encouraged and inspired by your journey because your comeback story has been a great one, man. I have to say, you know, it's, it's definitely one that is going to be echoing lots and lots and lots of inspiration to a lot of people. So thank you so much for sharing it with us. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time.